the Long Island Ice Team, the T-O-Double-D. You're listening to Perched on the Top Rope. to Perched on the Top Rope. That's right. It's me, the D.S.H. Lee Walker, joining me today. The one and only, the adorable one, Alex Top. Man, what a curveball WWE decided to throw, huh? Absolutely, man. Uh, so yesterday we were we were basically just expecting it to be like a normal day. Honestly, this week I really don't think we had too much on news. A lot of it was still just kind of paying attention to what was going on with the whole the whole Daniel Bryan CM Punk situation with AEW. And then I happened to get on Twitter yesterday morning and I saw all these things about Bray Wyatt being released. I remember I got a hold of you and you freaked out. Dude, it's, it's insane. As you all can see, you know, Lee and I are both paying tribute to the Fiend. He's got his cardboard cutout and the uh, Firefly Funhouse Bray to one side and the Fiend to the other. I have this picture I made of Bray Wyatt, the Fiend comic book style. Uh, I actually did that um, maybe, I don't know, three or four months ago. That's probably from like SummerSlam 2019 when he faced Finn Balor. But uh, yeah, no, we've, we've felt it appropriate to... Uh, to pay tribute to his WWE career um, by bringing up what was going on on the show tonight. Uh, yeah, I, I found it on Twitter. I reached out to you and, you know, just to verify, we went on the WWE.com website. We went to uh, some of the higher up in the dirt sheets, even though I know you're not a fan of them. Um, the, the, the reputable ones I went and checked with them and it, it appeared to be true. And, now it is after 12 years bray wyatt's no longer a wwe dude i was in walmart and as you you know you can see the people at home won't be able to i had the figure hunt thing going on in walmart literally looking for SummerSlam series 87 and that text message comes across and i'm like no no way and literally didn't believe it until you sent the screenshot from WWE.com. And then you wrote, yeah, it's on WWE.com and Twitter. And I was like, you've got to be kidding me. The man just came out. Well, Mattel. Bray is the only wrestler to have a figure in back-to-back series. And what I mean by that is he had... Series 85 just come out as Bray Wyatt, where he comes out with, uh, you you know, the extra hands, but him with the, 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 the sweater and, and, you know, the, the khakis Mm -hmm. 87 is a SummerSlam figure. It's him as the fiend with the, the blue universal championship, much very like, uh, series 77 here the the SummerSlam edition. So he also had back to back SummerSlam figures as well. Now is that is that SummerSlam figure to your right, is that the one with him holding the head lantern? Uh no, this is the head lantern is there 
It's just uh, this one's series seventy-seven. But that one, that one does have the the head lantern. Yes, it has the head lantern and an extra set of uh, hands with gloves. Okay, so that's that's um, that's Bray Wyatt's uh, twenty nineteen SummerSlam attire from when he made the Fiend debut. Yes, and I have um, series eighty seven SummerSlam figure that that comes with the Blue Universal Championship. Those series literally just came out. Like eighty five came out maybe three four weeks ago. Eighty seven literally is just hitting the stores now. Right. You know, and um, I had read that they were going to bring uh, WWE is going to bring Bray Wyatt back right in August. It's August 1st now. Mm. You know, that was that was the hot rumor. And there was actually a photo of a fan had taken and it was posted uh, on uh, social media. Literally just a couple days ago. Yeah. uh, With. It was either at like a Target or like some sort of or like a Wegmans or something or something, because the the kid had a red vest on, right? And, and he photo with Bray, and Bray looked like he had dropped another twenty or thirty pounds, like crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, I do suspect Bray was anticipating a return, because otherwise, why would he just be in in such great shape? Right. And, you know, I had also, I contacted you last night uh, after uh, I had left your house and I had told you too that I had seen that it appeared that there was plans at SummerSlam for like a huge match between The Fiend and Drew McIntyre of all people. Um, Would have been interesting to see how it went just because Bray kind of was on like a babyface turn. But I think I also realize that the fiend never really was a face or a heel he just feuded with who he feuded with but you know it's almost like they had plans at one point to have bray in this huge match with drew mcintyre at SummerSlam. but then you gotta think after money in the bank drew mcintyre's feud with jenner didn't end so i suspect that the higher-ups in management knew around money in the bank that they were planning on releasing bray wyatt and i think a big portion of it comes down to um Nick Khan and the CFO, I'm not sure what's her name, but they're, they're the ones that have been handling a lot of the budget cuts and releases. And with Bray, it apparently was told to him that his release was due to budget cuts. But uh, from what I'm understanding, the two of them, Nick Khan and the, the CFO, I'm not, I, like I said, I can't remember her name. Um, it, it seems like they have this mindset of anytime the company could potentially at any sort of point go into the red that they're going to go to cut cost uh, cutting cost procedures and you got to think that with being with the wwe for 12 plus years at this point that bray was making a hefty amount of money on that contract yeah he, he you know he was definitely doing good i mean i feel like anyone who's who's signed to wwe should be making a, a, a pretty penny anyway considering that they you know are a you know, a Fortune 500 company. And, right. And, and with Bray being a two-time, uh, three-time former world champion, I'm sure he was making decent money. Yeah. I mean, again, it's one of those things, you know, nobody's safe in the company. I mean, Malachi Black, Alistair Black is what he was known in WWE. You know, guys like Rusev. Braun Strowman. 
Roddy, Strowman, exactly. No one, you know, no one's safe. safe. There's there's about two people in that company as far as um, current talent. I'm not counting like uh, past talent, like Edge or you know Goldberg or anything like that. But when it comes to current talent, I think there's about two people that are safe, and it's Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins. Yeah, um, I would even go as far as saying Charlotte's safe. Yeah, yeah. Well, you never know. She's with Andrade, so all it takes is them to get mad about one thing. But I digress. Um, it's a sad day for WWE fans, but I made this assumption to you, and all of the WWE marks are going to get pissed off when I say this, but with Bray and Braun both now not being employed with the company anymore, it's only a matter of time before they show up in AEW. Oh, yeah, 100%. I mean, I even... Uh, haven't posted it yet, but I actually just made a a, a meme related mm. to that. It, it's a photo of the Wyatt family. It it was a uh, Bray, uh, Strowman, and Roller, and, and you can you can just barely make out uh, Brody Lee's face in it, and, mm. and um. It was the only one, I, not to sound disrespectful or anything, I, I kind of wanted a photo w- without Brody in it, only because he's no longer with us. Uh, so I wanted to try and do something as like a current thing type right, deal. Right, 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 right. You know, wherever Eric was, Luke was right behind. You know, right. so that finding a photo of just too, three of those guys was just it, too hard. It's difficult, um, without, it's difficult without Photoshopping each one out of their own specific photo, which would be something yeah, you probably I mean, have to come to me for. <laughs> Which, I mean, I, I, I could Photoshop it out type deal or, you know, I'm thinking of, like, maybe just highlighting them and putting them in, in black and white type Anywho. deal. And um, on top, it's it's um, the Elite, Kenny Omega and, and the Young Bugs. Right. I thought about going with – I'm about to sneeze. Hold on. Fill it up, brother. Oh man, sorry. I apologize. Right. Anyway, I was going to I was going to pick a photo of uh, Dustin Rhodes with uh, you know his, his his brother Cody, mm-hmm. uh, but it's just the two of them. And I I was gonna like do like a family versus family type feud, but then I picked uh, the elite versus you know the family. Mm-hmm. I haven't posted that one yet, but that'll be on Facebook probably tomorrow. Both of them maybe even. You know so I react. I know that everybody gets all in up in arms because a lot of people are saying that, uh, you know, Bray, Bray or Braun or both of them should join the Dark Order. They should be the the new um, leaders of the Dark Order. And while it might be cool to see them associated with the Dark Order, like at certain small random points, I'm going to agree with most of the fans where I think that shouldn't be something that should be done because that should be something that should be left in Brody's memory. No offense to Bray or Braun. I know they also had their moments with him, but the moment you add either one of them, that group now becomes about the two of them in their current star power compared to keeping the group as a way of keeping uh, Brody Lee's memory alive. So I think it'd be nice to, you know, you have a couple running spots, right? Maybe here and there will one of them helps them, but I don't want to see them join. Um, I think that's not disrespectful to Brody Lee because I don't think anybody would ever go for that. But I just I think it should just be left alone. I like what they're doing with Hangman Adam Page with them. But uh, yeah, um, I think they are going to show up in AEW. 
but I don't want to see them join the Dark Order. I find it interesting that they cited it for being budget cuts. If you know, they're making more money than ever. It's it's it BS is what it is. In, in time, we'll hear the the real reason. We've already gone over in past episodes too. Uh, yeah, I, I definitely don't think it's budget cuts. That's just uh, we'll leave it at that for now. But uh, you know, a lot of people had a lot of things to say about the release of Bray Wyatt. There's a lot of former superstars, current superstars, a lot of people speaking out, and uh, Alexa Bliss took a lot of the punishment for Bray's release. Yeah, she did, uh, and. It almost kind of started, you know, it honestly it was probably before, but it, it definitely escalated after Mickey James tweeted. I'm going to pull that up. Um, Mickey James had basically said, hold on. I can get it up if you want. It'll take me like two seconds. I had something else up because. Oh. So she tweeted out, and she, uh, so WWE's initial tweet said, WWE has come to terms on the release of Bray Wyatt. We wish him the best in all of his future endeavors. And Mickey James uh, retweeted it and said, I think what you meant to say was, thank you so much for coming up with such incredible gimmick time and time again. One so cool and over that we didn't know how to book it right. So we just gave it to someone else so we can still make all the money off of it and let you go. Yeah, that was a tweet. And I basically kind of think that after that, that the fans really went after Alexa Bliss because after that, uh, underneath that tweet, you see Mickey James saying, I love Alexa Bliss, nothing against her, but... No, she wasn't mad at Alexa. She was mad at the company and what they did. She said, yeah. this isn't against Alexa. I love her. She's an incredible performer who's killing it in a role that she was given. She always does. We as artists take every role we're given and turn it into gold. He, she, they both did that. Like it or not, facts are facts. So sorry if it offends you. Yeah, I feel like that came after because she knew that, like, hey, this isn't going to sound good. Yeah, absolutely. And a lot of people, uh, Lex Bliss actually turned her Twitter private for a while. I think it yeah. still might be. I actually have Oh, to no, it's, it's, it's private. I was going to say she took it uh, and made it private because of the amount of people that were were just being awful to her so um yeah no they the internet wrestling community is going to go out against anybody that they feel is 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 not good you know or doesn't agree with them like a big a big portion of the internet wrestling community already doesn't like alexa bliss because of the whole hokey pokey gimmick that she's doing right now, which is, which everybody is basically saying is a rip off of Bray, but it was realistically the evolution of the character. Right. And, and you know, Bray, it even, it's weird when you think about it. Um, it's almost like Bray knew back then what was going to happen. And I only say that because. Uh, someone brought up a his, his like last segment on Raw that ever happened, and I'm gonna play it right now and and just listen to it. Oh, was it that video I showed you the other night? 
Yeah, he like foreshadows yeah. him leaving WWE. Oh yeah, I can hear it. That's uh, it's nuts, dude. Like, literally, you can you can tell that he knew that he was going to be leaving soon, and it's it's strange because that almost foreshadows when he talks about making new friends. It almost foreshadows him working with a different company. Yeah, there there's more to it. After like there was another meme, and we've it's even on our Facebook right now, perched on the top rope, um, with basically all these guys' last feuds. Mm-hmm. Matt Hardy when he had the neck brace on, who attacked him? Randy Orton. What happened shortly after that? AEW. Christian Cage. Attacked by Randy Orton. And shortly after that, AEW. The Big Show. Attacked by Randy Orton. And what happened shortly after that? AEW. Mark Henry on a Raw anniversary show. Not attacked, but basically degraded uh, by Randy Orton because uh, he wasn't medically com- like he wasn't medically cleared at the time. And what happened shortly after that? Um, Marcus currently works for AEW. Who was The Fiend's last match with in Feud? Randall Keith Orton. Foreshadowing. Yeah, and uh, it's, it's funny. I was just trying to find the video on TikTok because that's where I found it and I showed you before. But if you also go back to the Raw after WrestleMania, which was the last time we did see Bray Wyatt, um, there was a backstage interview with Randy Orton. And he basically said, and I think this was after the segment with Alexa Bray, and he basically said, you're never going to see Bray Wyatt in WWE again. And he was right. It says it's sad, really. Like... I think Mick Foley summed it up the best in his tweet. 
they literally let go of the most creative genius that they've ever like basically had. Mm -hmm. I would say aside from the Undertaker. Yeah, like if done right, the Fiend would have been your next Undertaker for the next twenty years until you find another darker character. Because that's one thing WWE WWF has never been able to do. They've never been able to sustain dark characters aside from Kane and the Undertaker. And even then, you had the Undertaker switch to the American Badass at one point. And the other point was Kane became a comedic role at one point also. So oh, there was even was, uh, time... corporate Kane? Yeah, I mean... He had multiple comedic roles, honestly. Yeah, like he, he even did some comedic stuff while in the mask and everything yeah he did it with like uh hogan and the rock and yeah x type stuff yeah you know like stuff like that they've just never been able to you know really hold the dark characters down i mean the brood would have been extremely successful if they would have kept him around longer than four or five months but they also knew that edge I was going to say, let's be honest, the brood was made to push Edge as a single star. They knew Edge was going to be the breakout star. They knew okay. it. Um, Little did they know that they would both become breakout stars. Christian, not to the extent of Edge, but nonetheless, that the two people that joined Gangrel would end up being bigger than he was. Yeah, you know, but the, the thing with Bray, I'm, Through storylines, the Fiend character became lost, in an essence. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I mean by that is, like, when they did the burning thing and had him come back all burnt to a crisp, like bacon. Um, at that that's point, where, I was gonna say that's where they lost you. Yeah, it's where it's where it lost me. You know, especially when they did the the hocus pocus CGI trick of him walking. And then all of a sudden, he's magically back to himself. It was kind of cool, though. Yeah, I'm just it was just one of those things. Like I, I know that it's a, a character and everything, but if you try and make it too movie like like that, like there's no background story. There's and we'll now we'll never get a story on. Well, why was it done like that? We'll never know why Alexa Bliss did what she did to Bray. There's there's never yeah. gonna be closure to that storyline. There, there's a lot that we're going to lose in now they have to do it with Alexa somehow. They I was going to say, and you know damn well they're not going to change the character now that he's gone. They're going to let it's going to be hers now. Yeah, like I enjoyed hearing the beginning of the Fiend's theme with, with the um, the kid-like thing. Right. I, I You know, and then you know, it would like almost like the tape was like being lit on fire. Yes, I think I think I they think people know how Bray Wyatt's entrance went. No, that it goes it goes into that dark, mysterious like holy crap! What did I just get myself into? Right. You know, almost kind of like when you're a jobber and when Braun Strowman first started, and all of a sudden you hear that theme music and you're like, oh crap! You right. Know? That's what it reminded me of, and it was it was it was great. And now we don't get to hear it anymore. 
Yeah, it's sad. And, and uh, all right, enough rabbit holes. Let's. I was gonna say you are the king of the rabbit holes, my friend. <laughs> but well, I didn't start them all. I only started that one. Anyway, um, yeah, I know I'm, I'm I'm guilty of it sometimes too. But uh, yeah, no, it's sad. I I suspect we'll see him soon. As you had mentioned, his uh his ninety days comes up right before Halloween, so that's perfect for whatever company decides they're gonna grab him. I Friday, October twenty ninth. Like I said, right before Halloween, um, it's going to be a big get for whoever decides to grab him, whether that be AEW, New Japan, what have you. I have a feeling it's going to be between AEW and New Japan. Um, but it, it's going to be interesting to see where Bray goes. And honestly, it's also going to make what happens to Braun Strowman interesting as well with them being so close. But that being said... Uh, the only other person besides Mickey that we saw catch a lot of flack for the whole Bray Wyatt release thing was Chelsea Green. Apparently got crapped all over on Twitter, and I read the whole thing. She did nothing wrong. Um, the internet, I'm going to say the internet marks, because, you know, diehard WWE fans are a weird breed, because if you're a diehard WWE fan, you're not allowed to like anything else. Nobody's allowed to like anything else. You can't like AEW. You can't like Impact. And if you say it out loud, you're offending them. You're offending yourself. And all of a sudden, it's a fight. And Chelsea Green, all she did was say that she hopes her friend is successful. And they, like, crapped on her because they're like, she just got released. Give him time. Guys, I'm pretty sure she probably knows him better than we do. Leave her the fuck alone. I don't care about the language right now. I'm sick of seeing I'm sick of seeing fans complain about strictly diehard WWE fans complaining about every other company under the sun. It's annoying. Just enjoy the shows. Let people that are in the business go and get work. Let them go work for another company. If if you worked in an accounting office and you got fired, I wouldn't look at you and say, "Well, you're not allowed to go and work at that other one." Ever, you're you're going to be jobless for the rest of your life. That's that's exactly what WWE fans expect. It's exactly what they think everybody should do is that they shouldn't go to another company because then they're just signing WWE guys. But um, along with that, leave Chelsea Green the hell alone. All she did was say she hopes she sees him again one day. Doesn't mean she's trying to recruit him to another company. She's just saying she wants him to be successful. Shut the hell up. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like WWE fans sound a lot like conservatives. Oh, weird. It's almost like there's a correlation there. Um, I don't know. I've I saw the tweets and someone basically just it started out with basically what I saw was fans saying that she was making his release about her, which and nothing in that tweet said anything about her. Her, her for the photo had a, I mean, it, it, the tweet had a photo with her, of her in it with like her dark character with the makeup and stuff. So like, right. So and, and then there and then there was another tweet after that, her being you know with the dude. All I'm wishing was my friend's success. Blah blah blah. So like, I don't under. I, again, the internet wrestling community is a different breed. And as fans, it's not like the NBA, the MLB, 
NFL, NHL, where you have that one league with just the teams. Mm-hmm. Wrestling is different because you have all these different companies with different styles of wrestling, which brings you to, well, I like this company, but I don't like that company. Okay, that's fine. You know, uh, it's just, it's different because it's not one league with a bunch of teams. Right. You know, there's less, there's less places for people to go. So people are bound to show up in places here. It's not like the NFL where there's 32 teams to, to pick from. Exactly. You know, and it's the WWE fans and the AEW fans are a whole different breed because it's you can't like one or the other you can't like both at the same time it's it's almost it it gives the the vibe of wwe or you know at at the time wwf wcw with the uh monday night wars and you know impact is like ecw like trying to sneak in the back door even though they were the wcw at one point of this generation yeah like they're like right there but like not inside yet to like right. you know really raise hell type deal yeah, so it's just it's see just, i'm gonna just di- i'm gonna disagree on that one though because a lot of aew fans don't care if you like to watch wwe too because it's not the aew mindset isn't one of aew is better than wwe nobody thinks they are their television product might be slightly better right now nobody thinks aew is better than wwe as a whole entire company because it's not possible they're not trying for it there's no way to ever actually be bigger than wwe now they've been around too long they're a global company they're publicly traded there's no way for any wrestling company to ever catch up to that unless they go out of business so nobody thinks the the, the AEW fans because I I've considered myself as an AEW fan lately because I actually watched their full television program. Um, I don't I don't care if people like WWE. Watch both. Watch everything. Literally watch all of the wrestling product. And I know this is different because we we were just talking about how we weren't watching at all. But like if you do, I don't care. Watch it all. I'm not gonna get mad because you watch WWE too. It might just not be my cup of tea at that time. I'll say it, but it doesn't mean that I'm trying to sway your opinion. Yeah, exactly. But um, I forgot where I was going, to be honest with you. Let's just go to the next topic. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, the Olympics affecting the ratings. I know you wanted to touch on that. Oh, God. Um, it's poor timing for really live audiences to come back. But I also find it very hard in certain circumstances that the Olympics are really affecting the ratings only because it's such a huge time difference from there in here, obviously from Japan and America. However, that's what uh, we're getting from Monday Night Raw, you know, and, and, and SmackDown, that it's the Olympics that are affecting the ratings this week. We're going to break it down for you real quick. Monday Night Raw did a 1.8. That's 1.8 million viewers. That is down 5.7% from last week. NXT took a nosedive this week since they had to go to sci-fi. 
The week before, they did 709,000 viewers. This week, they dropped dramatically since they went from USA to sci-fi. 520,000 viewers. This is the lowest viewership in the show's history, and it brought it down a total of 20.5%. Wednesday, we had AEW Dynamite and... Even AEW Dynamite ratings were down just a slight. They were down 3.5%, but they still broke a million, sitting at 1.1 million, which is phenomenal. It's the third week in a row that they have also hit over a million views. Uh, Impact. Uh, I actually dug kind of deep on this. Going from January 5th of 2021 being their first episode up until now. We'll get to that in a minute. But this past week, they did 104,000 views, which is down from 109,000 that they had done in the previous week. Now, since January 5th, they, that show had 148,000 views. On Access TV. This does not include uh, their Twitch channel. Uh, they have an up and down scale where, you know, the next week they go 161, then it's back down and up, down, up, down, up, down. It seems to be the growing trend. YouTube show. Yeah. <laughs> their, high, their highest ratings they hit uh, February 16th at 197,000 viewers. And they never saw that number again. That's the closest they've Yeah. Uh, Since that number, the ratings just went down, 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 up, down, 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 down. The lowest uh, that they had comes from their July 1st episode, which only hit 69,000 views. Uh, That's pretty bad but it's after the rebellion pay-per-view where the ratings went down and just have not recovered and just keep going down right uh, the go home show had 140,000 views uh, that was april 22nd and, and since then they've never been able to hit that number again they came close a couple times in may in june but that's it. And now the ratings are continuing to go down. Um, I can't understand why I personally, like you, Alex, I think Impact honestly has the best product right now. I, I literally cannot figure it out. I, I mean, this is, a, this is the company that has the AEW stars, New Japan Pro Wrestling stars, their own, obviously their own homegrown stars, guys from AAA. Uh, all these different companies now also NWA with, with Mickey James being there. Uh, I don't know why the ratings have dropped so bad. It, it almost seems like they hit this hundred thousand and it, that's good for them again, type deal, but they need something to bring them up. I can tell you exactly what the problem is. The problem is, is that basically since well, roughly 2012 when their tv network with spec tv ended they have spent the majority of the past 10 years 
on multiple different television networks that are not viewed by many people consistently. They are hard to find. And because of that, there's not enough national exposure on cable television. Um, Access TV is not an easy channel to find. And the problem there is I also don't see them moving to another network because Access is also the same company that owns Impact. They own the whole entire company now, so I don't really see them switching off of their network. But if they want them to thrive, it might be the might be worth looking into getting a couple more bigger names and seeing if you can float yourself onto a bigger TV network. Yeah, because I, I agree. I would say that's where Impact and Ring of Honor are hurting the most because it's the same thing with, with Ring of Honor. They're owned by Sinclair Broadcasting, which in its own right is its own station as well. Right. You can't, and, and to find Ring of Honor on TV is not easy just like impact which 100% hurts the ratings which is why when they have shows with an audience they're smaller venues right um but yeah no hopefully we'll see the ratings bounce back but how uh, how did smackdown do smackdown took a little hit just like everybody else this week i mean except for i mean every, everybody's ratings were down uh it's AEW held the the shortest loss of percentage. Uh, SmackDown did a one point nine zero nine. That was just the overnight ratings. I don't know about like anything like Hulu or anything like that. So their show was rated best in wrestling for the week. Yep they they had they had the best ratings uh, for the week. Um, obviously, the worst going to Impact. Yeah, I don't really even count them though, because only because I, I, yes, I get it, they are lower, yeah. um, but it's almost like it's they're in a different league, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, and, and um, but as far as yeah. the big four, what was it? It was it was SmackDown, AEW, Raw, NXT, SmackDown, Raw, AEW. Oh, Raw did better than AEW. Dang. Yeah, yeah, because Raw was Raw was a one point eight one four, which is crazy too. Because I know I think it was last week or the week before, one of the weeks there was actually a week where Dynamite actually beat Raw in the ratings. Yeah, but uh, yeah, crazy. So I mean, WWE triumphed again. SmackDown, Raw, Dynamite, NXT impact well i'm sure that i'm sure that we'll see a big increase in those AEW ratings too if a certain best in the world ends up showing up hint hint wink wink i'm sorry but they teased that way too much for that not to happen oh yeah no it's definitely happening now because if they if they don't produce their their fans themselves the people that are just diehard AEW fans are going to be pissed yeah, and I expect the ratings for that Rampage show to be through the roof as a result. I mean, from what I've heard, it seems like the show itself is already almost sold out. Yeah, they sold. Uh, we I posted those images. Their pre-sales alone sold 10,000 tickets. Yeah, so, and I can't imagine that it's, yeah, it's got to be close to, close to packed at this point. Yeah, but, absolutely. But moving on from the ratings, I'm sure we'll see a bounce back, and it's going to be a back and forth game with the ratings for 
the rest of time. Yes. And um, Al, as I know, and the rest of the audience knows, you are the impact guru. I am. Um, Homecoming just happened Saturday, so uh, why don't you let us know how that went down? Absolutely. I am the impact guru. Namaste. Um, More so for the fact that I have, you know, I was always a huge TNA fan and I've kind of just made sure to keep up on the product just because I I still want to see them succeed. So I've never really stopped paying attention. So I know a lot of what goes on with Impact. Um, Impact the other night had their homecoming tournament on their homecoming pay-per-view. We're going to go through the tournament real quick. And then I'm going to cover uh, just a couple of the match results. We're just going through results. We're not really going to talk about it much because there wasn't a lot of buildup to this pay-per-view. This was, what, two weeks removed from Slammiversary. So, uh, yeah, we're just going to kind of go about what happened real quick. Um, So we had, in the tournament, the first round, we had the brackets as such. Brian Myers and a debuting Missy Hyatt that we haven't seen in wrestling in God knows how long. Um, This is a mixed gender tournament, by the way. Missy Hyatt debuted to be Brian Myers' partner um, in the first bracket. They faced the Road Warriors, which was the team of Tommy Dreamer and Rachel Ellering. The team name actually does make a little bit of sense, just considering that Rachel's father was the manager for the Road Warriors. Uh, also recently the manager of AOP, another group released by WWE. Um, in another first round bracket, we had the team of Decay, which was Crazy Steven Roseberry facing Fala and Flava. Fala Ba taking uh, the place in the tag team of one Kira Hogan, who appears to be done with Impact Wrestling. Um, in another opening round, we had the Pump family of Little Petey Pump, Petey Williams, and Thick Mama Pump, Jordan Grace, facing the real-life couple of Matt Cardona and Chelsea Green. And in the last homecoming tournament first round match, we had Swingers Palace, which was Hernandez and Alicia Edwards, taking on the team of Deanna Perrazzo and one debuting Matthew Raywolf. Many of you might not know the name Matthew Raywolf. He also goes by the Drama King one half of the former tag team known as the Vaughn Villains, Aiden English made his Impact debut. Okay. Dude, I... In previous episodes, when we've, we've played that game, mm-hmm. the release superstars, and we've, we've brought up uh, superstars from the past that, that have been released and just not been picked up. Mm-hmm. Aiden English has been one that I've talked about a lot you know, citing, you know, hey, not everybody gets picked up. Right. Look at Aiden English. He even did an interview where he said when he got released, yeah, nobody called me. Absolutely. Like, so that's awesome. Good yeah. for that guy. Good to see him back at work. Um, so moving on, we had uh, in the first round, we had uh, Matthew Raywell and Deanna Parazu defeating Swingers Palace. We had Matt Cardona and Chelsea Green defeating the Pump family. Decay Crazy Steven Rosemary defeated Fala and Flava, and the Road Warriors beat Brian Myers and Missy Hyatt. Uh, from my understanding, Missy Hyatt didn't really do any wrestling, so it was more of a two-on-one thing. <laughs> I mean, she's old. Yeah, a little bit. She looked great, though. In the semifinals, we had Matthew Raywalt and Diana Perrazzo 
defeating Matt Cardona and Chelsea Green. I can only suspect that the reason that the two of them didn't go much further has to do with Chelsea's injury. Um, in the other half of the semifinals, we had Decay defeat the team of the Road Warriors, Tommy Dreamer and Rachel Ellering. And then in the finals, Matthew Raywall, former Aiden English, and Diana Perazu won the tournament defeating Decay. They are now the homecoming king and queen. It appears that this may have been set up to keep a storyline going between them. Who knows? Maybe we'll see Matthew Raywell get a shot at the X Division Championship. It'll be interesting to see where this tournament goes. We had, aside from that, I think just three other matches in this pay-per-view. Uh, it appears that Diener, formerly known as Cody Diener, defeated Willie Mack by pinfall. Uh Josh Alexander defeated Black Taurus, who is very, very well-regarded in, I believe, uh, AAA. He's been doing a lot of time in Impact, and he's an incredible X-Division wrestler. From what I heard, that was match of the night, so I would go check that out. Honestly, at this point, any match that Josh Alexander in is a match of the night. He's arguably one of the best wrestlers in the world right now. Um. And in the main event of the evening, Eddie Edwards actually defeated W. Morrissey, formerly known as Big Cast, in a hardcore match. Oh, wow. Yeah. All right. So interesting. Um, it keeps some, a lot of this keeps some, some storylines going, some of the, the wheels turning. So it actually it gives a lot of people something to look forward to with it back. Um, oh, yeah. Other than that, I don't have much else to say because, like I said, we didn't really have any time to. This wasn't really a storyline-driven pay-per-view. And the three matches that weren't part of the tournament, we kind of already know the deal with those if we've been paying attention. So there's not really much else to say with that. All right. All right. That was a... Uh, you know, I, I've always found that to be a fun pay-per-view for what it is with the, the mixed-gender wrestling, which we don't get too often. So... Sounds like it was a good pay-per-view, and thanks for that update, Al. Absolutely, my friend. Ladies and gentlemen, we are coming to that time where it is time for us to end the show. Uh, we do have a few exciting things coming up. Al runs our YouTube. Al, I believe we have some uh, cool interviews coming up that you're going to be posting. Who do we got? Absolutely. We have interviews with the WWE Hall of Famer, Jeff Jarrett. We have an interview with the WWE Hall of Famer, Jake the Snake Roberts. And we have an interview with the man formerly known as the All-American American. Put your hand over your heart and say it along with me. We, we the people, uh, now wrestling in AEW, we have Jake Hager. Uh, you go to listen to the interview, it's going to say Jack Swagger. We're rolling out some of our old stuff. A lot of these interviews were done back before we had the technology that we do now, but we still feel that we should share them with you guys. Um, you know, you can consider it a throwback Thursday if you want, a flashback Friday, what have you. But either way, we're going to put them out there for you guys to listen to. Heck, I'll even take time traveling Tuesday. Ooh. We also have oh, coming up... <laughs> we also have coming up fans. Um, I've worked out the details. Coming within the next few weeks, WWE Hall of Famer Don Morocco. Ooh. We also have from WCW Glacier. 
He will be joining us here on Perched on the Top Rope. There is all sorts of ways to find not just our podcast, but to find us on social media. Al, take it away. We have a social media? I'm just kidding. If you want to find us on Twitter, if you want to find us on Instagram, Perch Top Row. If you'd like to find us on Facebook, YouTube, TikTok, literally anything else, uh, including the podcast. It's going to be perched on the top rope. Most of you know that by now. The only things you really can't find us by our full name are Twitter and Instagram, because for some reason, somehow, someone already took them somewhere, even though another perched on the top rope doesn't exist. Doesn't matter. Um, We also, we're very good about promoting our stuff on different platforms, so it's we make it very accessible for you guys to find us. And also, if you pay attention to our Facebook page, Lee and I personally post on there all the time. So if you ever need to find any of our other social medias, message us, feel free, reach out, ask us where it is. We'll tell you. Ladies and gentlemen, all you need to know is that we are perched on the top rope and spoiler free is the way, the to, way be. to be. We're out. We're out.